this episode, I'm going to give a young engineer some steps that he can take to go from an engineering job in the Northeast US to find an international opportunity. Let's do it. Welcome to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, where it's all about helping real engineers to overcome real challenges and get real results. And now for your host, who is on a mission to inspire as many engineers as possible, professional engineer and certified career coach, Anthony Fasano. Welcome to this episode of the podcast, and it's an interesting topic today. I was contacted by a younger engineer who wanted some help to go from his job local here in the Northeastern US to an international kind of global development opportunity, working on infrastructure and some other exciting different projects. And so I'm going to dig into that with him in a minute and actually have him on the podcast. But before I do that, I want to take a minute to recognize our sponsor for today's show, which is Purdue University's Master of Engineering Management program. I can't tell you how many calls, emails, LinkedIn messages I get from engineers saying, Anthony, should I get an MBA or should I get a master's in engineering? And a lot of them are not familiar with the whole idea of this Master of Engineering Management program. And Purdue's is great in that it allows you to earn a master's degree that's specifically designed to advance your career in industry. And they have both on-campus or online study options, which is huge in today's world because we all need flexibility. It's a great program. It's ranked one of the top in the country. And I personally have met with Melanie Schramm, who's in charge of the program, and went through a lot of the details of the program with her. And I think it's fabulous, and I highly recommend it. So for more details on the program, you can call 1-877-598-4233 or send an email to promasters, P-R-O-masters, at purdue.edu. Applications are being processed daily. So with that, before we jump into the show, one last announcement that I want to make that's important to me for this upcoming year, as this will be the last podcast for this year, is goal setting. I spent a lot of time with engineers this year on goal setting. I did some smaller workshops around the United States, had a bunch of coaching sessions, did a lot of work through the Institute for Engineering Career Development. And I've decided that what I'm going to do, which is real important for this year for myself, but also for the engineers that I'm helping, is to create a program. It's going to be called Engineer Your Goals, and it's going to be 30 days to setting clear goals. It's going to be a very simple program, and each day we'll email you one question or one small action you can take. And by the end of the 30 days, you'll have a full sheet with your goals and the steps that you need to achieve them for the next year and beyond. The program will be available in the first week of January. And right now, there's a page up at engineeryourgoals.com where you can put your name and email in if you want to get a notification when we do actually launch the program. I'm super excited about this because, as you know, my goal is to help engineers create extraordinary careers, and you can't do that without clear goals. So I want to get this course out to as many engineers as I can in the next year, and that is one of my main goals. So I hope you're a part of it. All right, let me give you a quote that has to deal with kind of change in general, because this is going to be a big year, hopefully for you, for changing, for improving. The quote goes like this, a year from now, you will wish you had started today. And that's from Karen Lamb. And again, it goes, a year from now, you will wish you had started today. So please, whether it's a goal setting course, just getting clear about what you want, talking to your mentor, listening to this podcast, whatever it is, take some steps now so that in a year from now, 
you're going to be in a much better place or at least closer to your goals than you are right now. All right, so now it's time for the main segment of the show. And today I have with me 28-year-old electrical engineer Fadi from New York City. And he's looking to make a shift in his career. So I'm going to try to help him do that here today on the show. Welcome, Fadi. Hi, Anthony. So Fadi, tell us a little bit about your background, what you're doing now as far as the type of work you're doing and where you want to be. Okay. So originally, I'm from Iraq, got my bachelor from Iraq in laser engineering. I got an opportunity to get a scholarship doing my master at NYIT in Manhattan. And uh, at the same time, I got an uh, internship with the MTA doing design engineering for uh, the Second Avenue project, the new metro line. And from that, I got a full-time position with them, with the same group and the same project. So your responsibilities in that job include electrical design, is that correct? Well, uh, it's mainly communication networking. Okay, communication networking. Yeah, com- communication networking and fiber optics, cameras, uh, public address systems. Okay, and you're taking additional graduate level courses at NYU now. Yeah, it's uh, construction management. All right, so that's where you're at now. Where do you want to be, Fadi? Where do you want us to try to help you go? Okay, so from the beginning, before I started my bachelor, I always wanted to do international relations or international development, which is uh, something kind of similar to engineering, but more abroad. And I didn't get the chance, but now I'm in the States, a lot of opportunities. So uh, I don't know if I should take classes or take another degree in international development, or I should just move myself gradually from position to position or from company to company to achieve that goal. So that's why I got this uh, opportunity to talk with you to help me with it. Sure. So in your application, you said that you want to shift your career to international development where you can focus on building infrastructure yes. of communities. And I guess that that's the reason that you're taking the construction management courses? That's correct. Okay. Well, first of all, I think that you're taking the right move by trying to expand your education into a different field than the field that you have your bachelor's degree in, which is nice to see that. A couple things I would do if I were you to think about would be number one, There's probably a fairly short list of companies that you can look at that have both U.S. and international locations. Okay. You know, at least the bigger companies that are going to have the infrastructure opportunities. So that's one thing that I would do if I were you is I would be investigating who the big companies that are doing international infrastructure from the U.S. get to learn about them and maybe see what companies, which of those companies you think might be a good fit, which ones are in locations that you want to go in, things of that nature. Once I've identified a few of the companies that you would like, I would really try to understand what they look for in international infrastructure programs. What kind of employees are they looking for? What kind of certifications do they expect? What kind of experience do they expect you to have? This way, if you're going to try to seek a job at one of those companies, you're going to be lined up. Before you even knock on their door, you're going to know what they're looking for and hopefully you'll be able to provide it or at least start to take some courses or some other avenues that could help you to build your resume up for them. 
But I have a question. Isn't it preferable to get a lot of degrees because they would think that you're overqualified for the position, even if it's in, you know, an entry level? You could just say if you get a lot of degrees, you're overqualified. I think it depends on the specific situation. And I think in your situation, what you need to determine is for an infrastructure, for infrastructure type work slash international, what are the certifications that can help you? There's one that comes to mind immediately for me, which is the PMP. Yes, true. Project Management Professional. Mm -hmm. And the CCMA also. That could be another one as well. So I don't necessarily think that if you get a few of them or too many of them, you'll be overqualified. What you need to find out from these companies is what do they like their infrastructure experts to have? And that's what I would go after. Well, that's the thing. My experience now with the MTA, it's only the construction management with subways and tunnels. It's not like, I don't know, maybe like in development countries, they don't have that kind of things. That's the problem, how I'm going to shift that experience into building communities over there. Well, listen, there's definitely going to be some learning that has to be done by you and some research and some courses around that. If you want to do something new in your career, you have to break into it somehow. There's always going to be like a first infrastructure job for you that you're going to have to get into by just building up your own knowledge. But I think the key is to pull out the positives of the work that you're doing and the types of things that will transfer into that business. So for example, infrastructure, you've done some design potentially on subways. So if part of infrastructure for a new community overbroad might be some design associated with a new subway system. Okay. So you have to understand that there are some things that you're doing that are going to translate. You just have to be clear about what they are so that you can make them clear to, you know, like a potential employer or potential client. Okay. You don't just want to dismiss the stuff you're doing because maybe you think it's further advanced than another community because you might still, there might still be a lot of information you could take from this opportunity and apply it in other situations. Okay. That's what I'm trying to do now, you know, build more experience until maybe I get another opportunity as you said, to do with like an international company. I think the one thing that you can do is, 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 like I said before, is just try to learn about infrastructure, whether it's just doing some research, maybe getting a book or two on it, maybe taking like a, a course online or something just to learn, like nothing like extravagant, like a certification, but just to get some knowledge behind you. So even so, when you talk to these companies, you're more educated on that arena. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think it'll be helpful for you just to learn as much as you can about it. And then what I would do if I were you is what you might consider is looking into like the PMP or the CCMA or one of these things. I don't know if you're going to apply for it, but make sure that you have the experience or figure out what you need to do to get those certifications because I think that will be helpful for you. And taking the next step further is I would look for organizations like professional associations that are international, that would give you opportunities for networking in other countries. So, for example, I know that the PMP or the PMI, the Project Management Institute, is a worldwide organization. I didn't know that. Yeah, they have a very strong network around the world. So, that's like an organization that you might want to get into, get involved with that right away. They have the certifications, different things that you can get to try to better yourself as a project manager, as an international professional. So if I'm you, I'm definitely looking at the PMI as soon as possible. 
Yeah, I'm like, okay. I'm writing the notes. That's why. I'm silent. <laughs> okay. So you want to look at a PMI and other organizations like that. Okay. And really, another thing that I would do, and I know a lot of this is I'm throwing a lot of stuff at you. You, know, you can go through this stuff later and figure out which is going to be the best for you. But another thing that I would try to do is if I wanted to go from local work to international work is I would try to find, even like on LinkedIn or something, I would try to find a few international experts. I mean, ideally in infrastructure management, but even other fields and just talk to them about what that entails, you know, going into the international realm. What do you need to be able to do that? Do you have to focus on learning languages? Is there certifications? Because I mean, obviously I can talk to you for a while here and give you some information, but the really good information is going to come from people that have made that transition in their career. That's right. But I think it's it's not um, impossible, right? But it has to go through a lot of you know steps. Yeah, I mean, listen, nothing's impossible, and it's probably not going to be an easy thing to do. But there's certainly plenty of resources out there now for you to be able to put yourself in a position to do this. The key thing for you is that you want to just try to utilize resources that are going to help you the quickest, and you want to understand what you need to be able to accomplish this. Because I mean, you can go online, you can research, but the best way to figure this out is like I said, talk to the companies or talk to people that have done it. Because there's a lot of different ways you can get pulled today and you want to make sure that you're focusing your energy on the ones that are going to help you the most. Yeah. And um, we're talking about this kind of uh, experts, probably career services at the school, they have a lot of connections also. Yeah. Great idea. The career services, the alumni, engineering alumni associations, usually that's a good way to find these people. Also, if you go on LinkedIn, like in if your school has like a group on LinkedIn, you can just post a question of exactly what you're trying to do and see if anyone can steer you in the right direction. That's, yeah, that's what uh, I was planning to do. Hopefully, like soon. <laughs> so do you have any other questions for me, Fadi, like around all this stuff? I got all your notes actually and I just wrote them down. Okay. So for those people that are listening, I'm sure many of you want to make some kind of transition in your career. Maybe it is local to international. Let's just sum up a couple of points that we talked about here and a couple of possible steps to take. The first step would be to try to identify some companies or prospective employers would have international work available in that field. There's probably you know a handful of larger ones that you could pinpoint. Then what you want to do is research those companies and figure out who the people are that are doing the work, what credentials they have, whether that means just looking at the website or it means finding this person on LinkedIn and then talking to them. So that's a really big component of it because you want to understand what credentials their employees have so you can get those credentials if you want to work for that company. You want to start to understand that. The second point we talked about was credentials. Once you've identified some of these credentials, go after them. There isn't necessarily too many credentials or too little credentials. It just depends on the situation. So in this situation, Fadi and I have identified a couple of credentials that might be helpful for him, and he's going to consider pursuing them and consider looking into them. And he is taking some additional certificate courses, which hopefully will help with this transition as well. So you want to think about your credentials, your reputation, your resume. And then... Lastly, you want to try to build a network that's going to help you in the international space. And the best way to do that that I can think of is to 
become a member in professional associations that span the globe. Like PMI is one that stuck out for us here. It's probably perfect for Fadi to look into, but they have a worldwide network of project management professionals that consists of all types of different professions. But the bottom line is is that they're going to give him an avenue to build connections pretty much wherever he wants to, depending on the chapter he joins or the activities that he engages in. So those are some steps that really you could take to probably transfer from any one discipline to another. But hopefully here for Fadi, this will help him to get on his way from working locally in New York City to working on a global scale with infrastructure and building infrastructure for communities. Fadi, I hope this is helpful for you in your endeavor. And I would just say to you, you know, stay positive, stay focused. It's not going to be an easy endeavor, but usually things that are meaningful to you are not always easy. You have to take the steps to get there. And then once you get there, it'll be very rewarding. Thank you very much. I will keep that in my mind. And thank you for all the information that you gave me. Absolutely. All right, Fadi. So I hope that that was helpful for you. I hope that you got some stuff there that you can take and you can utilize. All right. Okay. And uh, listen, if you have any questions in the future, feel free to email me. I will, once I get this show done, like in the next few weeks, I will uh, send it out to you so that you can, uh, you know, listen to it and stuff. Okay. All right, Fadi. Thank you very much for your time. All right. Have a good night. I hope you enjoyed the make segment of the show. I certainly did. We gave some Fadi some steps he can use. And those of you out there interested in making a change in your career, you may use some of those same steps. Take Action Today segment of the show is not really going to be related to the topic we just discussed. It's going to be related to change in general. A new year always brings about a time for you to reflect on the last year, think about what you're going to do the following year. And what I want to urge you to do today is to reflect. Reflect on this last year. Think about the goals that you achieved and why and how you achieved them. And think about the goals you didn't achieve and why you didn't achieve them. Maybe they weren't important to you. Maybe you didn't give them the time they deserved. A lot of people just jump into the next year without reflection. And reflection is where you can actually learn a lot. And I'm going to take the time to do that this next week is really look at my goals for last year. I didn't hit them all. I hit a bunch of them, but I didn't hit them all. And I want to learn why. Maybe I'll find that some of those weren't really that important to me. And then I'll restructure and and use what I've learned in setting my goals for next year. And as I mentioned earlier in the show, I will have a goal setting course for engineers at engineeryourgoals.com in the first week of this new year, 2015. Until then, I hope you had a wonderful year And I look forward to doing whatever I can do to help you have the best year ever in 2015. Until then, continue to engineer your own success. If you want to hear more episodes of the Engineering Career Coach podcast, you can subscribe on iTunes or go to engineeringcareercoach.com where you will find tons of free engineering career resources. Just click the Start Here button on the site for an easy-to-navigate index of all the resources available. You can also follow Anthony Fasano on Twitter at Anthony J. Fasano or Facebook at facebook.com forward slash engineer your own success. Until the next time, thanks for listening.